The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. You should consult your doctor, specialist, or physical trainer for advice on your physical wellness goals before you plan to follow any of the suggestions or recommendations in this podcast. Hello. Hola. Marhaba. Welcome to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Join me, Shazana Sunny. And the Astro Duo Asfar Azman And Azima Azman Your host from New York. York Let's strive to educate, regenerate and elevate family institutions Through optimal productivity and wellness education One episode, episode at, at a time. time Are you ready? To listen to inspirational stories of trust, respect Acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility for multicultural families and special needs communities. Sit back and relax and be inspired by the awesome people that we highlight in the first segment of the podcast. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you, and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. Welcome to our favorite season of the year, fall of 2021. Woohoo! Yeah, we love the colors of fall. We are still in the first season of the podcast, and you are listening to the 26th episode of the podcast With me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Arthur and Adima. The green leaves of the trees in our neighborhood are bursting with colors. Yeah, we see lots of red, yellow, and orange in the beginning of fall or autumn. Guess what, everyone? We've been missing our co-host, Arthur, who is now in Singapore to serve the country National Service, or NS, for two years. Honestly, our family's emotional wellness has been on a roller coaster. Sometimes we are good, sometimes we are down. We're trying our best to cope with this separation anxiety and uncertainty, especially because we are thousands of miles apart. We are making daily du'as or supplications for Allah SWT to protect him and help us cope well with the two-year separation. Alhamdulillah, praise and thanks to Allah SWT for he has gifted us with extended families and close friends who are kind, loving and making sure that Asfar does not feel too lonely there. Now, Let's listen to a short video of your brother recorded by your dad and dedicated to you, Azima. Hello Azima, I'm at Depot East Coast uh, Makan. We're having uh, satay and also other food. Today we have with me Uncle. Hi Azima, we eat satay here. Come to Singapore Pastor. Azima! Yeah, what are you doing? Loves hot and kisses. Uh. Wow, satay, my favorite. Satay at the famous East Coast Beach. 
Malay Indonesian satay is grilled meat on bamboo sticks such as mutton and shrimps. Thank you to my brother-in-law Azan, his lovely wife Aini and son Amirul for your kindness. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala bless you and reward you for your good deeds. Amin. Next, do you remember what we talked about in segment 1 last week? We'll talk about being socially responsible. Excellent recall. It is always important to be socially responsible and even more so during the current global health pandemic of COVID-19. So the new school year for the Boston Spa School District has started in the first week of September, two days after Labor Day. Adima, can you tell us how Students like you can be socially responsible when attending school in person? Sure, here are my do's and don'ts of attending school in person. Beware of symptoms. Check that you are free from any symptoms of common illness. That means before you hop on the school bus or get in, in your parents' car, You know that you have no signs of fever, coughs, runny nose, sore throats, etc. Consult your parents if you're not sure about your health condition before going to school. Don't ignore the symptoms or go to school when you know that you're not feeling well. If you are not having any symptoms or illness, Don't fake it or pretend to be sick. Remind your parents to read the latest emails on the school updates and guidelines including coping with the COVID-19 guidelines. Be alert, observant and check on your friends' well-being too. For example, inform your teacher if your friend looks unwell. Always strive to put on your best behavior. Whether you're on the bus or in school premises, know exactly when you have to put on your mask and when you can take it off. Have faith and trust that the school staff are doing their job with integrity and have your best interests at heart. If you are symptomatic, And was sent home during the day. Do not be disrespectful or disobedient. Don't make things difficult for your school teachers and staff to do their job. Thank you for your suggestions, Adima. Did you know that we receive constructive feedback on our YouTube channel and the Podbean podcast app and player recently? Oh really? That's awesome! On our AstroVelo YouTube channel, someone with the username Cedric made a positive comment. Great video! Looking forward to see more uploads! Thank you so much! We appreciate your feedback and will continue to upload more audiograms and short videos in the future. On the Podbean podcast app and player, we received more comments from our loyal listener and fitness guru, Coach Zarina, 
aka Sunnyside Za. Episode 20 with order architect Ivan Yao. Thank you for sharing the link. My teen daughter and I are looking forward to do it. Love the quote. Thanks Ivy. Episode 21 to 24 with social work consultant brother Muhammad Ali Mahmud. Interesting. Looking forward to hear more from brother Ali. Great tips. Thank you. Thanks brother Ali. Great tips for the family. Bravo, bravo. Hey, we are close to crossing the next milestone of 1000 all-time downloads. As of September 24, we've recorded 894 downloads. And it looks like we might achieve this by the end of the year, inshallah, God willing. That's it for segment 1 this week. Stay tuned to the next episode. And listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love and social responsibility. In the colorful fall. Coming up next. In the second segment of the podcast, we'll learn about productivity and the nine dimensions of wellness. physical, emotional, environmental, spiritual, social, intellectual, mental, occupational, and financial wellness. So we can survive and thrive in this unpredictable world. Now, it's time to welcome our special guest, author, publisher, Hidayah Amin. Welcome to the show, Hidayah. Welcome to the Ask Show About Wellness podcast. Hey, we've heard the recent hot news. Let's congratulate Hidayah Amin for winning the prestigious NUS Singapore History Book Prize Award for her book Leluhur Singapore Kampung Gelam. Bravo, bravo. We are very proud of your latest achievement, Hidayah. You go, yeah, girl. girl power. Thank you. Once upon a time, Kampung Gelam was the center of trade and commerce connecting Singapore to the rest of the Malay archipelago. It served as a religious, intellectual and social hub for the Malays in Singapore and functioned as a pilgrim hub for pilgrims bound for the Hajj. In 1989, Kampung Gelam was gazetted by the Singapore government and it was accorded the status of a conservation area. Kampung Gelam was home to modern Singapore's pioneers, entrepreneurs, craftsmen and residents. You can get the book from bookstores in Singapore such as Warda Books which ship both locally and internationally. Check out its website at https colon forward slash forward slash wardahbooks w-a-r-d-a-h-b-o-o-k-s dot com Okay, let's move on to the questions for Hidayah this week. Question 3 Which of the six values of trails 
which stands for trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility, is most important to you. Why? I think all these values are important: trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility. But the most important to me in my professional life is integrity. People want to get ahead, earn more money, gain power and standing. If you have integrity, you will not cheat people. Be professional in your work. Treat people fairly. Not plagiarize, and be ethical. I wouldn't say I make a lot of money in my professional life. My books and the things I do, I do it with a high level of professionalism. I do it properly. I pay my staff. I don't shortchange people. I do know people in the industry where they will take all the money and they will pay their staff pittance, and they say, "Oh, business is bad. Business is bad." But hey, you still drive a Mercedes 200. Class, if you have integrity, it shows the kind of person you are. You live by a certain moral code, ethical way. In that way, you are setting a standard of conduct for people, and people know that. Even for me, when they look at halang books, and when they buy my books, they know that they buy quality work. I don't shortchange anybody. We put in a lot of effort. So to me, once you have integrity, the rest will fall in place. If you have integrity, people will trust you. People will respect you. People will love you. Your readers will appreciate because readers are not stupid. When they look at a book, they know I got shortchanged. What kind of rubbish story is this? How come it's so expensive? I would like to think when they read my book, they know that. It is worth the money that they spend, and worth the time that they spend reading it. Then they will actually appreciate and they love what you do. Some of our books have a lot of content and the themes about the community. Once you have integrity, the rest of the values fall in place. How can you build good relationships with people of other races and faiths? In my professional life and even personal life, I do meet people of various ethnicities and faith. So, how can we build good relationship with people? Be a decent human being yourself. If you are a good person and you don't judge someone by the color of their skin, by what they believe in, and you embrace the differences, I think that's the start of a good relationship. You don't. See that person superficially. You respect the person as an individual by being a good role model of your community, meaning that you don't discriminate, you don't look down on people, you don't have to do major things to build good relationship. By respecting the other party and by having conversations, I think that is the start. Like where I live, there's a lot of old Chinese families. Sometimes you see them. Oh, hello, uncle. How are you? Just talking or asking them how they are. All this conversation. It may be small, but it actually is the start of something, you know. Because I think everybody is so busy, so engulfed in their own world. 
best is to start small and just don't judge someone for the color of their skin or for what they wear or whether they wear hijab, whether they wear cross. By being good, decent human being ourselves first, that's the start for us to build a good relationship with other people. What inspired you to become an author and entrepreneur? What challenges do you encounter in your journey to achieve occupational wellness? I loved my job as a producer. I've always liked creative things. This writing and publishing came just by accident. What happened was I wanted to write a book about my childhood home that has been in our family since 1912. It was taken away by the government under the Land Acquisition Act that gives them the right to take away freehold lands from families for purposes of national development. So we had to leave the house. The house is now so-called historic just because we used to be part of the Malay royal grounds. In fact, our house was beside the Istana or the palace of the Malay royalty. When we had to leave, I was devastated and angry and hurt. Nobody could be bothered about my family who lived there. Nobody knew about my great-grandfather who was one of the earliest pioneers and entrepreneurs and philanthropists of Singapore. Nobody knew about us and it's as though we uh, written off. There's no story of us in the whole Singapore narrative. I was devastated. Uh, in fact, I wrote a book. Oh yes, everyone. The title of the non-fiction book that Hidayah wrote is Gedung Kuning, Memories of a Malay Childhood. This was about 11 years ago, in 2010. I finished the book in 2009. It's basically uh, 28 stories of uh, the family, which has a lot of themes. I wanted to preserve all my childhood memories and the history of the house and of my family, of my ancestors. I sent it to a well-known publisher. I can take rejection, but you don't have to take a year to say no. So knowing how argumentative I can be, so I actually asked, why can't you publish my book? I think it is well written. They had their reasons and they said it's not commercial. To me, I don't accept that, especially when the publishing house was not for commercial. It was a university press. And I thought big part of the alumni would help me, but... No. Nobody knew me in the literary circle. So I collaborated with the Singapore Heritage Society. My friend who was a member said, Look, Hidayah, why don't we help you publish this book? So I met the president of the society. The book is about history and heritage and they will gladly support. I didn't know anything about publishing. It was a very steep learning curve. Very, very steep. And of course, the processes are the same in any creative line in the production. You have pre-production, you have editing and writing and research. Then I didn't have a lot of money to get a graphic designer. Friends designed the cover. I learned design software. Me and Dr. Kevin Tan, the president of Singapore Heritage Society, that work on it for many weekends and until past midnight. Nobody knows Hidayah Amin. 
And then Kevin asked me, so Hidayah, what shall we as your insignia? We need to have like an insignia. You might be wondering, what is insignia? According to Cambridge Online Dictionary, insignia is an object or mark that shows that a person belongs to a particular organisation or group or has a particular rank. So I was thinking, what shall my insignia be? I remember outside my house, at the gate, there are two stone eagles. I was a very imaginative child. I used to imagine these stone eagles guarding the house and I used to talk to them. And then I thought, hmm, I want to bring as much memories of my childhood in this book. So, okay, halang. Oh, in case you don't understand the Malay language, Helang is the Malay word for eagles. Instead of eagle books, right? So Helang books, that's how Helang books was born. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you, Hidayah. Thank you so much, Hidayah. In the next episode, Hidayah will continue to answer more questions and offer more tips for teens to achieve occupational wellness. So... Stay tuned to the next episode with Hidayah Amin. We've now come to the end of the show today. If you have enjoyed our show, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at AstroWello, A S K T R I O W E L L O. Send us your feedback to shazana at astrovelo.com Visit our website at astrovelo.com and subscribe to Astro About Wellness Podcast. Podcast. Woohoo!